Hey there, my beautiful overachieving business mamas. Welcome to the Moxie Movement, where we're tearing down myths and propelling women like you to success, both in business and at home. I'm Sarah Greener, your guide on this journey, because I've walked this tightrope too. And together, we're here to help redefine what success looks like. Dive in for real talk, actionable steps, and a community that gets the hustle of juggling motherhood, wife life, and that entrepreneurial drive. It's time for a little Moxie. The number one topic that comes up with business owners that I have the privilege to talk to each day is that they never have enough time. And my answer to them is, you do have the time. It's just that you're spending time on things that shouldn't be your job. We talk about firefighting in my house because my husband is actually a firefighter. Let's dig into what firefighting means in your business and how you should actually be doing it. When we first started on this journey to be really deliberate with our time and thinking about how could we build the life that we wanted, one of the big conversations we actually had, other than Sarah's overworking, people-pleasing, doing too much stuff, was how did Johnny, being a firefighter, fit into the workload that he needed to do to get to where we wanted to be? And the reason we were having that conversation was because fires are not predictable. Fires happen all the time when you're not expecting them to. In fact, it feels like most of the fires used to happen at night when we were in bed sleeping. And I don't know if any of the uh, other firefighter wives or husbands are listening to this, but somehow they, they get this innate ability to sleep through the pager or the alarm going off on their phone. I have no idea how they do that. It is so freaking loud. But when I talk to other women that are married to firefighters, they say, yeah, they sleep through it. You have to elbow them and wake them up and tell them the pager is going off or tell them the alarm's going off and send them out to fight the fire. Some of the firefighting was happening at night and some of the firefighting was happening during the day. Johnny loves being a firefighter. He's had a wee break from active duty because of his health condition. And he genuinely loves it. It's an awesome bunch of human beings that are involved at the fire station. They have each other's back. They have a huge amount of fun together and they get to give back to our community. And they didn't really want to give it up. And when we we're talking about it, it's like, well, how can we make it fit? How can we make it fit into our week? And we came up with this strategy for figuring out how much time on average do fires take up in the week? How much time do they take up outside of work hours for Johnny? And how much time do they take up in when he's supposed to be working on the business? When he's supposed to be uh, creating sales or sorting maintenance out or training and developing the team? And what we figured out was that on average, he was fighting fires during work hours for about three and a half hours every week. Which is not ridiculous. It's not a huge amount. Totally something that we could give to our community from our business. And so we used a tool we called firefighting time for Johnny to make sure that he always had space and time to get the right things done in the business and do the firefighting. And sometimes he didn't use the firefighting time and he could either bring forward a project from next week or he could think about, I don't know, taking his lovely wife out for lunch and having a long lunch on a Friday afternoon. And what was cool about this is I immediately saw how I could apply it into my life because I'm a business owner and I will tell you that fires pop up in my business 
all the time. Not actual fires, we have had that too. And two of our businesses we've had fires. Also a story for another day. And let's talk about the, not the real fires, but the things we call fires. The little emergencies that pop up in our business that have to be dealt with right away and have to be dealt with by you. The reason that they're so difficult is a bit like a real fire. We don't know when they're going to happen. They're not predictable. We don't know whether it's going to happen at lunchtime on Monday or first thing in the morning on Wednesday or just after you left to go home on Thursday. That's unpredictable. Business owners will say to me all the time, oh, but Sarah, you don't understand. There's just so many fires to fight. There's so many things that come up that just have to be dealt with right now in my business. And I can't plan my week. I can't stop and get time to work on my business. I'm so busy dealing with the things that are going wrong every day. And if we stay on that belief, if we stay on that tactic, we are never going to get to a place where our business works for us. We're always going to be running around working for our business. And so I wanted to make sure I had a tool that business owners could use. Because when people tell me that fires in their business aren't predictable, my answer now is, ah, that's not true. Because if I asked you, do you have a fire in your business every week? Do you have an emergency that crops up that you have to deal with in your business every week? The answer would be, yes, I do. In fact, every time I ask that, most business owners go, Sarah, every week I have them every day. And I'm like, okay, cool. That tells me that fires in your business, emergencies in your business are predictable. They are predictable in that you know that they're going to happen. The problem isn't that we don't know whether they're going to happen or not. We know they're going to happen. The problem is that we don't allocate any time to them. When you get up on Monday morning and you run it your week, you plan the workload that you're going to get in your week like it's going to go perfectly. Like there isn't going to be any fires and there isn't going to be any interruptions and there isn't going to be anything that goes outside of the ordinary. All your employees are going to show up for work. None of the kids are going to get sick and you're not going to have a problem with the supplier not delivering what you need. That has never been my reality. Even now with the way that we run our lives, there are still things that crop up that weren't what I planned. But now I plan for them to happen. Instead of letting those fires and those interruptions railroad your week off track right from the start, we plan time. We schedule time for fires to happen. We say, on average, how much time do you spend fighting fires every week? Now, for some of you, it only might be a couple of hours. For some of you, it might be a lot more. It might be three or four or five hours on average every week. And it doesn't really matter either way. Either way, we're going to put that much time in the calendar. I suggest on a Monday in 30 minute blocks so that we have got time to fight the fires. It means that you've got the one, two, three or four hours blocked out just for fighting fires and then you can move that firefighting time through the week to where it's needed and you can get your work done that you said you were going to get done. Because now not only are they predictable that you also have created the space and time to deal with them and everything else you want to deal with. 
what you should do with your fires is, yes, you need to put them out. We don't want to not put the fires out. We want to make sure that we are spotting the problem and fixing the problem immediately. And we want to make sure we've got time allocated to it so it doesn't put everything else under pressure. Because if you don't have enough time to fight the fires, of course it feels stressful and overwhelming. If you've got plenty of time to fight the fires, then everything else goes smoothly. So what you should be doing with your fires is actually putting some firefighting time in. And thanks to having a husband for a firefighter, that's what we do in our household and that's what we get all of our clients to do inside our program. The second thing you need to do is after you have the firefighting time, you've got to start hunting for the arsonist. Now, that won't necessarily be a person. It might be sometimes. But if you listen to my last episode, you'll realize I talked about systems and people problems. Here's the thing. As a general rule, the arsonist is a broken system. I remember one summer, Johnny was called out to a fire and they got called to one end of like a loop road here in the Bay of Islands and they put a fire out. And then they got a call to the other end of the loop road and they raced around there and put a fire out in the grass. It's long, it's a bit dry, our summers get pretty dry up here. And then they got another call and there was another fire back down the other end and they went down and put it out. And they were busy putting the fires out. And in their minds they're like, oh, do we have a fire bug? Do we have someone that's actually intentionally setting these fires? And then they got this call over the radio, they're like, stop, everybody stop. Because someone had figured out what was actually causing the fires. And what they had was a high velocity power line on a fence. And it was livening up all the wires and that was sparking off and setting fire to the grass that was a bit dry because it was summertime and starting all these little fires all over the place. And what they really needed to do was stop putting out the fires and actually turn the power off and get that problem solved instead of racing around trying to put all the fires out. Because they could have spent all day going backwards and forwards putting all these fires out, but they still would have kept getting lit. And that's the same in your business. You can spend all day chasing down the problems and putting them out, but when you stop and go, okay, hold up, what's actually causing these things to go wrong? What's actually causing these problems that require me as the leader, as the business owner, to go and fix them? And are they truly, truly urgent and need me right now? Or could we put some frameworks in place so my team can go and do it for me? If you stop jumping in straight away and fighting a fire, you might find, one, that your team does a better job of fighting the fire than you, and two, you get to the bottom of the problem if you just take a step back and look at a slightly wider picture and go, okay, what's causing this to go wrong and what can I fix? What is it with this particular client? What is it with this particular product? What is it with this particular process that we have? Why is it always going wrong with this supplier? and actually getting to the core problem rather than just looking at the symptoms and solving the symptoms when they come up. And so if you think that you are spending more time than you should be racing around solving big problems and fires in your business, then I want you to think about doing those two things. One, I want you to think about putting some time in your calendar for firefighting so you can still have focused work time on the things that move the needles in your business. 
And secondly, I want you to think about how can you take a step back, get a wider view of things and actually look for the root cause, the core problem, rather than just trying to put out the symptomatic fires all the time. Because that's what we call hunting for the arsonist. And if you can find the arsonist, you'll have less fires in your business, you'll get more time back. And again, you can start to really get things rolling. You're going to start to really get momentum in your business if you don't have fires to fight or you have less fires to fight. And that will get you closer to the life that you want as you go on this journey. I'd love to know what's the one thing you took away from today? What's the one thing that stood out to you? Or what's one challenge you see in your business that means you're going to struggle to put firefighting into play? Because I can tell you if you could put this in your business, I think it's going to give you back so much time. Time that you can spend with the people you love. Instead of having to do all that admin work late into the evenings and on the weekends, you can put it down and hang out with the family or shoot out for a night with the girls or maybe get some exercise in while it's still light. Do something that serves you because you're not fighting so many fires. I'd love to hear what you think. And if you've got some challenges with it, I'd love to hear about that too. Because I'd love to help you out. Because the whole idea here is to make this easier for you to build the business that you want. Because you and I, we're going to become the glorious exceptions to those crappy business statistics that we talk about around here. Let's go and be the glorious exceptions with a little bit of moxie.